Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Burke's CoronaCast. On this episode, I interviewed Joey Burns of Calexico. While being a musician, he is also a producer and recorder, but most importantly, a father during the pandemic. He is currently in Boise, even though he just moved from Tucson. I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and I really hope you like this episode. So here it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Burst Chronicast. On this episode, I interview Joey Burns from Calexico. Hey, Joey. Hey, Burke. What's how you doing? I am I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah. I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> um, uh, the the format is I personalize a bunch of questions to you. And then yes. um, the last three I ask on every podcast. Cool. So if you're ready, we can just go into it. Okay, I'm ready. And it's, uh, it's nice to be on your show. It's an honor. Thanks for thank inviting you. me. Yes, thank you for coming. Um, oh, yeah. How has COVID changed things with you and your family? Yes, that's a very important question. And one that we we try to just lower our expectations every day. So if, if you feel like wearing your pajamas all day or all month, that's okay. I you know, um, we've had a couple of uh, big things happen during our time during coronavirus. We moved from Tucson, Arizona to Boise, Idaho. That was interesting. you know and um uh and then you know we can't really see people we can't really hug people goodbye or hello um you know so we just kind of been amongst ourselves probably like you and your family and a lot of other families out there um and uh so that's sort of i mean we're we're lucky you know, Burke, I, I don't have, I mean, I wish I could go to work, but uh, everybody here is, is safe and is okay and is healthy. And, and we try to really just take one day at a time. Yeah, I have definitely had my fair share of pajama days. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But speaking of moving from Tucson to Boise, um, how different is the lifestyle in Boise than it was in Tucson? Like, are people wearing masks, socially distancing? Great question. Yeah, you know, um, things have changed both in Arizona or Tucson and Boise, Idaho. Um, at first, people were not as into it. And my family and I, we've taken it seriously. Um, in March, we, we told our daughters, who are age nine, I have twin daughters, Genevieve and Twyla, they're they're at school right now upstairs mm. <laughs> and um they uh you know we we took them out of school early because we saw how serious things were, were going and we've taken every precaution that we that we could along the way so we're wearing masks sanitizing our hands washing our hands being distant and being smart and i think that now much more people both in Arizona and Idaho are taking it more seriously. There will always be some who don't want to help out or just don't feel like it's that important or 
they won't get it. And, and, you know, you can only sort of influence people with your kindness and your actions. And, uh, and hopefully people will help out. Yeah. My, I mean, my parents took me out of school early also. Yeah. Um, and how did that, yeah. How, how did that feel to you as a, as a student? Um, well, it kind of felt unusual. At first, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this is great. It's like an extra bake, break. <laughs> oh, man, I can't see any of my friends. Ugh, I yeah, don't know yeah. what to think of this. Um, yeah. But eventually, it became more of an understanding of we're quarantining. This is actually happening. This is how we're going to yeah. do it. We're going to have certain pot we're gonna have like pods in school like so you only see one person anywhere that social distances with you yeah and this is how school is gonna go um, yeah it's a historical moment you know like our our daughters have asked us hey did you guys ever have to do this when you were my age and nova and my answer is no we've never had to do this so it's it's interesting in a way, and we try to give it, it you know, seriousness, but we also try not to focus on it too much because it just is what it, what it is. And, you know, sometimes we're afraid, and that's okay. And sometimes, um, you know, we're curious or, you know, we're wondering what we should do next. And um, so we just really try to talk about these things in a, in a calm and peaceful way with our kids and whenever our kids are around, but also just amongst ourselves, you know, it's okay to be frustrated or mad. You know, I hate you, coronavirus. I'm going to get you. <laughs> my, my daughter, my daughter, Twyla, she goes, I want to, I want to help find a cure for this coronavirus. So she's, I think she's going to get out her microscope today and we're going to kind of just kind of get in, in the science mode and see what we can do. And, get into the, the process of just looking at things under a microscope microscope and uh and just kind of get that thinking cap on you know what kind of ideas can we get going on yeah um also with scientists there are a lot of scientists that i follow up with a few of um one's name is Kenan hutchinson another one is um the hip-hop science show and cool. all talking about science. There's um, also King Daughter Baby, who's actually working on um, the coronavirus vaccine with people, and she um, tells people about it. That's fascinating, yeah. Well, you'll have to send me some links if you can, because I would love to share them with my daughters. Um, yeah, they're, they're all on Instagram. Great, that's cool. Yeah, I would love to find it. King Gutter Baby, what a great name. She's more of the adult one of the group. <laughs> She's the one, yeah. Um, um, you know, I know you have probably some questions, but I wanted to share something with you that when we first were staying at home all together, we didn't know how long this would last. It's like, is this going to be a month? Is this going to be like three months? What are we going to do? And one of the things that we did around the kitchen table was we just started kind of writing some poetry and some music together. We haven't done that as much since we had to do this big move, which took a lot of the parents' attention in our house. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was really fun writing some songs with Genevieve and Twyla. And, uh, 
So that was just one outlet for us to kind of do something that was fun and creative since we weren't at school. Yeah, um, yeah, I've also been trying to sit down and like randomly strum chords on a guitar and try to sing music with it. You know, it's a great, it's a great time for that. And, um, you know, you know, you have a great dad and mom, so you probably have some, some great outlets for, for where to go, like, uh, YouTube videos or teachers. I know the girls have been taking some extra classes and um, oh, just to do, just to, yeah. So what, what kind of classes are you taking in addition to like school stuff? Well, my mom's friend is actually a teacher and ah. usually she holds these Zoom classes um, with uh -huh. of my friends that I've known forever, literally. Um, <laughs> and nice. um, so we do that sometimes. And that that's a lot of fun just to like not see other people virtually during summer yeah. break. But yeah. she makes it fun, if you know what I mean. I do. There are just some teachers who love what they do, and it doesn't matter what grade. It could be college, it could be kindergarten, or anything in between. And they just they're just fun to listen to, you know. Those are always my favorite teachers. Yeah, and my mom also introduced me to those three scientists that I listed. Um, oh, yeah. Way to go, mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so were you on the road with Calexico when everything locked down? No, I had just finished a tour on February 15th in Madison, Wisconsin. I got home and I started hearing the news because we listen to a lot of NPR news in our house and um, I also had to plan a trip to come to Boise Idaho from Tucson to look at this home that we really liked a lot and um, we've been looking online at houses for sale and uh, and there's not that many that that really caught our attention that we that we really wanted to try to check out so early March like the first week of March, I came up here to Boise for just a couple of days. And uh, it was during that time that I was at a cafe called Push and Pour that I really like. It's run by these skate skaters. And I heard the news that Austin City Limits, oh, sorry, Austin South by Southwest was going to be canceled this year. And that really caught my attention and everybody I talked to here. So I realized, okay, this really is going to start happening. So I went home, um, and that's when we decided to take our kids out of school. But I wasn't on tour, thankfully, and we had finished a bulk of our touring. We only had one tour in June of this year that we have postponed till hopefully next year. Yeah, uh, luckily a lot of, a few artists that I know um, ended their, wrapped up their tours early, uh, like wrapped up their tours just before the lockdown, like yeah. and Joseph um, and a few others. Yeah. That was very lucky. Um, yeah. But, so, um, sorry, and um, has the band been together since the lockdown? Um, no, only I've been together with two out of the seven musicians. Some of the musicians live in like New York city where you are, right. Or that area, Scott, our bass player lives in Brooklyn. And, um, 
And then Martin, he lives in Leipzig, Germany, and he just had twin baby boys like a week and a half ago. <laughs> Imagine having kids at this time and going to a hospital. My teacher had, had a child uh, oh. through the school year. Oh, wow. Okay. Congrats to your teacher. Yeah. That's awesome. And then another musician that we play with lives in Madrid, Spain. So we don't often get to see each other, but um, I did see some of my friends in, in Tucson because we did some recording. We had recorded some music for a TV show, but we were really safe. We wore masks. We kept distant, no hugs, no high fives, no sharing trumpet mouthpieces. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we, it was so good seeing everybody and yet so sad too, because we couldn't hug each other. I know that. But yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, that's a, it's a strong feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's like so close yet so far. We're going to become the, the huggiest, kissiest generation right after this coronavirus, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the really appreciating friendship and family. Okay, yeah, definitely. I definitely, like, <laughs> I miss, sorry. Um, there are a bunch of people, like my grandparents, my parents, yeah. uh, just my, all of my cousins, everybody. Um, yeah. But ever since we moved from Virginia, we haven't been seeing them that much anyway. Like, yeah, um, I know. My mom's cousins uh, yesterday had a birthday. And so that was kind of sad that we couldn't see them. Um, mm -hmm. It would happen anyway, because they live in Virginia. They live in Virginia, yeah. My aunt lives in Charlottesville, Virginia. And uh, we talk a lot on the phone or we text. We write a lot of letters. We've been doing more letters. We, My aunt and my parents have been trying to encourage our family, my daughters, to write more. And uh, been sending some books and letters and things to kind of keep that keep that connection but snail mail yeah my mom came up with that idea for me also not only just to like um formally write them and write but to work on my handwriting because ah yes it's messy. that's what i've been yeah that's what i've been doing too um i like to draw i like to write and i've been uh these last few days i've been writing out postcards for a group called Reclaim Our Vote, which uh, we send postcards out to voters to encourage them, hey, vote early, and here's some information if you need it in your area. And I put a little sticker on the postcard that has that information. And it feels good, like I'm doing something, you know, other than doing whatever else I do. I just, I, I like doing that kind of project. Yeah, I do also, um, but, I don't really go around saying vote because I'm 10 years old, but yeah. my dad does. Yeah, your dad's, your dad is awesome. So is your mom. Moms are the best. Dads are okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so what has it been like to be a part, considering you guys have toured a lot, like the Calexico? Right. There are days when I... I get a little nervous or I get a little worried that maybe things won't be the same on the other side of this coronavirus period. But 
you know what? There's nothing you can do about it, so you might as well not even spend time giving it that kind of energy. And that is something that I think is really important to do. So I'll go out for a walk with the kids or we'll, you know, we'll just do something positive that makes us feel good. And, you know, we keep in touch with uh, the band and the crew. We have a WhatsApp group and we send each other pictures. Uh, if somebody's on a, on a trip or, you know, is planting something in their garden, they'll post a picture. Or we have tons of pictures of pets and animals and, uh, and we try to just keep each other, um, I don't know, entertained and in touch. And, but also we'll have, you know, one-on-one chats with people just to kind of see, hey, you know, how are you doing? What are you, what are you thinking about? Are you doing okay? And I think that helps because we really don't know. And I for sure, I ask our booking agents, how are you? How is the business? Um, you know, uh, anything new. (laughs) Um, So, and, you know, there was a lot of that kind of checking in in the first month or two of the coronavirus. But now I don't really bother with those questions anymore. And, um, but what's kind of cool is, you know, there's a lot that we can do. And you and I are, are doing something really cool. We're talking and we're making a podcast. And so I have been trying to be more creative using this technology. So the band and I and some friends, we recorded a, a holiday album. Wow. I know, I know. And uh, we just got it mastered yesterday and it'll come out later this year. I'm definitely gonna hear that. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. I'll make sure that I send it to you and your dad and your family. Um, yeah, it was kind of fun, you know, doing something like that, you know, thinking about winter and now, you know, since we moved from Tucson, Arizona, where wintertime is kind of like a, a cold, you know, foggy day. Whereas in Boise, Idaho, winter could be a snowy day. We have a lot more trees, a lot more water here, even though it's high desert. So I tried to get into that mindset of what is it like? And what, one of the things that I did is I, I opened up some of my kids, uh, their, their like seasonal books or like holiday books, just to kind of see images and put myself in that picture. And what would it be like being out in the snow? Yeah, um, definitely. It's snow. I like snow, but for some reason, when it's snowing, I want it. Like, I can't wait for summer, but when it's summer... <laughs> So hot. Yeah, I know. Yep. Years ago, we had some really, we had like 70 degree weather. I was like, perfect. During the winter or during, no, the, during summer? the summer? Yeah, a few days ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the climate is an interesting topic too, right? We, we have to take care of our planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like you were saying, uh, you want to use the technology to do things like this, right? Um, yes. The main reason I actually created this podcast is to, um, it's to connect with people um, through this pandemic. Because like you, I want to know what's happening and how people yeah. are doing and things like that, if that makes sense. It sure as heck does. You know, that's a really great way to kind of be a positive force and you know um that 
helps, you know, it kind of brightens my day, brightens other people's day. So thank you for being the spark to kind of help, you know, light the way. And I think that's really good. I talked to a friend yesterday too, down in Phoenix, who wanted to, he's doing a, a podcast and I had to videotape myself talking to him on Zoom. And then I sent the file to him. But I thought that was kind of cool. You know, like then, you know, we get to see yes. each other and then he's creative. It's something he wanted to, he's wanted to do this interview project about songwriting for a long time. And uh, his name is Jim Atkins and he's in a band called Jimmy Eat World. Isn't that a cool name? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> a pretty cool name. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a movie. Jimmy Eat World. It's kind of like uh, Hulk. He's just like, I want <laughs> like Hulk smash Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Um, but, uh, let's see. Have you been writing, like, well, I actually kind of know this, but have you been writing, recording, or producing anything um, besides the holiday album? Yeah, we did, uh, we did some work on this uh, sound. We did the main theme for a TV show, which hasn't come out yet. So um, I don't, maybe I shouldn't say the title of the TV show, but um, I like, I don't even know how that works if we're allowed to talk about it, but I'll just say it's kind of a, it's more of an adult um, TV show and it's set in the Southwest along the U S Mexican border. So I think that's why we, we got the call since we're sort of uh, known for being a regional band in Arizona, but it was fun. It was really cool. Uh, they gave us an example of um, if you don't mind, I'll talk about it a little bit. Just the processes I think is kind of interesting. They gave us an example of one of our own songs. Say, we really like this song. If you guys could write something in this sort of mood and, and energy, that would be great. So I did, I, I just on my iPhone, I recorded some ideas with an acoustic guitar and I sent them to John, the drummer, John Convertino, and also our manager, Jason Colton, and just to see which ones they liked. And then I went into the studio. That was the first time that I worked with the engineer, our friend Chris Schultz, and also Sergio Mendoza, our keyboard player. And so that was kind of scary, you know, like going into the studio, being near people, being in a closed environment. But it all went well. And, and we wound up writing some music and the, the TV company and the show, they really liked it. So um, other than that, I've been talking about doing some collaborations with other friends, both, you know, usually through the internet, right? When you'll just write somebody, hey, you want to do a song? Like, yeah, sure. And uh, just yesterday, a friend of mine said, I want to do an album. And uh, do you want to help out? And I said, yeah, of course. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody's got tons of time. We so, uh, Everybody has time. <laughs> Everybody has time, and I'm learning more about, and there's still a lot more to learn about technology and how to, how to record. I don't have a lot of gear here in my house, but perhaps I'll get a little bit of gear so I can help out. Yeah, um, and I mean, people have a lot of time, and most of them are using it for things they've always wanted to do. But um, before coronavirus, um, people have always um, really been busy, like, thing, then that thing, then this thing, then that thing, then this thing, and that thing. But mm -hmm. now they're, um, it's just like blank. Like if you might have some work, if you're an adult, 
but what do you do with your weekends? Um, so a lot of people are using their time to do things that they've always wanted to do, but never have time for. Mm-hmm. That's but, right. Home repairs for adults. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys had any home repairs going on? Any remodeling? Oh yeah. Um, so for my, my little brother is in his pod, uh, we're redoing the basement, which I'm actually in right now. Um, we're redoing the basement and, um, like we have a bunch of desks that like work as cubbies and, um, we've reorganized the whole bookshelf to like put out fun books and games and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. It's good to have all that stuff accessible. And uh, we are also kind of doing similar stuff. We had to, last last two weeks, we had to get some desks for the girls because we didn't have any desks. And uh, um, so we, uh, Nova found some used desks on Facebook. We didn't want to go into a big store. So we found some, some desks and we had to go get them and then bring them back and clean them off. And, so now the girls have these great desks in their room. They have their own room now. It's the first time. So that's sort of a big change for us. They each have their own room? They each have their own room. Yeah. That's do, you share, do, do you share a room or do you have your own room? Uh, I share a room. Yeah, I used to share a room too. It's There's okay. nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that at all. They shared their room up until um, June. Yeah. They kind of miss they kind of miss it a little bit. Yeah, a few nights uh a few nights ago I slept on the couch and I was like wow, it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is very different. Um but yeah, we've been doing uh you know just I mean again, you know, like we have a lot of ideas and I'm sure a lot of your friends or your you know, your friend's parents, they have ideas of like, oh, we want to do this, this, and this. And you have to really kind of think it through on like, how am I going to, if it entails going out, like, you know, outside our house, not that many people wear masks when they're walking or riding their bike. Sometimes I don't wear a mask. I forget because I'm inside mostly. Right. So it really, you have to kind of, you have to be reminded again to, I got to wear that mask. I got to go out there. So um, in Arizona, because we lived in a place where there was wide streets and not a lot of people were close together. Right? So it felt safe down there not to wear a mask. But uh, we're just hoping that we can, we can stay healthy. And, you know, now is the time too to get flu shots. Is that something you guys have been talking about? Dad, dad uh, always takes it. Actually, my mom has these things called essential oils, and they. Oh yeah. Charlie, mom, Charlie, and me. We haven't had a flu shot for three years. Have not gotten okay. ever. Um, That's great. And dad's the one who is getting the flu shot and getting the flu. Oh my gosh! I know. There's no guarantee, but it does. It does help. My daughters don't like getting the shots. I don't but, know. Um, yeah. But we've been talking about that. Uh, I think Friday, Twyla's going to go get her flu shot. And I'll probably get one too. But yeah, these are all the things you know, that we do. Um, we did plant some tomatoes. Nova's sister here gave us some, some little tiny tomato plants. And that's been really fun to watch them grow. 
and uh, it's something that's kind of different, you know. Yeah, actually, we have a garden also, a container garden. And yeah, what, what are you guys growing? Tomatoes. We did some cucumbers and then pickled them. Cool. Um, we're growing an eggplant, but it's like kind of turning a weird color. Um, so I don't know what we're gonna do with it. We grew <laughs> squashes before, like the plant didn't want to grow anymore, I guess. Um, yeah. And we also have like um, basil, and there's a hilarious story about the. It's not hilarious, but it's a pretty um, good story about the basil. Oh yeah. We have these like um, oven bake. We have these like Costco pizzas that we put in the oven to make, right? Right. I thought they were like kind of tasting bland. I ran upstairs and like picked a bunch of leaves off the um, basil plant and stuck them on my pizza, and it was good. Yeah, that fresh basil, it's so, it's my favorite herb. That, that rosemary thyme, a little bit of oregano, fresh herbs, that's the key. Have you been uh, doing any cooking at all? Actually, we've been doing like, we, we, we haven't made cookies for a while, but we did do that because uh, over time we kept making them and we kept making more because we couldn't stop eating them. I know, it's hard to <laughs> stop. The, it's, it's hard to stop. <laughs> but then we, started, we made like a cake for dad's birthday and Aww. we did a couple of things, yeah. We've cool. been in the past time, definitely. Yeah, I was thinking we should make some more cookies. I was thinking about that last night. Now you got me, now you got me wanting to do that with the kids. They, uh, yeah, they, um, I'm trying to think what my, my kids like. Um, they like helping make breakfast. Like Genevieve helped make um, some eggs. And what did we have? What was it? I think they just wanted a, just a scrambled egg or an omelet or something like that. But cooking for me is um, something that you can put your creative energy into and you know, we have a lot of cookbooks here. So one of my favorite things to make is a garlic, a roasted garlic tart. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not overtly like sharp garlic taste, but it's, uh, it's roasted. And then you put, you kind of let it sit in balsamic oil and hot water and herbs. So then it becomes something totally different. Yeah, and uh, roast the smell of roasted garlic might be my favorite smell ever. <laughs> all right, okay, I'm glad to hear that. You, me, and Twyla, we're the big garlic fans. Yeah, okay. garlic, anything, anything garlic for me. I, I mean, like one of my favorite dishes to go to as a dad. I learned from John, our drummer, and I just call it pasta convertino. His his name is last name is is uh, convertino, and basically it's just it's any kind of pasta with some with some steamed broccoli, some olive oil and garlic, fresh basil. It's a nutritious, great tasting meal. It's easy to make for parents and kids like it too. Oh, you gotta have fresh grated Parmesan cheese. Okay, I'll tell my dad about that. <laughs> I'll text it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sounds. It's, it's, yeah, that's a good one. And, uh, yeah, for me, it's when I found out about garlic and when I knew that I was a big garlic fan, uh, it changed a lot of things for me. Like when I wasn't really into eating fish, then I was then I was able to enjoy fish more. A little sauteed garlic on a on a 
slice of halibut. And yeah, so yeah, I and mean, we, you know, as a family during coronavirus, the kitchen is the, the heart of the house. Our kitchen is the small of the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Um, but yeah. we actually hang out in our basement a lot, in the third floor, so. Well, from looking at the, the image behind you, you have a really nice basement. Yeah, you see that poster? I do. I can't read it, but it looks cool. Amos Lee Classico tour. Wow. Oh my gosh, get out of here, would you? That's cool. <laughs> and I like the trees in the background. I like, yeah. you know what's one of the cool things too is, um, speaking of friends and, and, and sort of traditions during this time, Amos does this Thursday night acoustic one hour performance and it's really great. Yeah, I always and, tune in. Yeah, I try to tune in as often as I can. I love writing little comments and just saying, hey, and I love hearing the songs. I love the banter. He's good at that. Yeah. And uh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, my favorite live is probably his fundraiser. He, he really raised a lot, and that was something that I really, really admired. Um, you know, I'm saying that as a kid, but still. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing, you know. I mean, imagine, you know, imagine you, you, know, you could do that too. I mean, it just all it takes is sort of being creative and coming up with ideas. So after the last uh, United States presidential election in 2016, I was pretty upset and frustrated with the way everything turned out. I didn't feel like it was fair. And John and I were talking and I said, you know what, I'm gonna design a t-shirt, a Calexico t-shirt that I'll sell and we'll donate the money to Planned Parenthood. And uh, we raised a good amount of money. I was really happy with, with the results. So it was something, you know, it was something that we could do much like, you know, Amos doing his fundraiser just to kind of help others. And it feels, it makes you feel good. So I like, I like doing that. And I was thinking yesterday that maybe I should do something else as we kind of get ready for another presidential election. Maybe there's something we can do before the election happens. Yeah, we could actually try that out. You could, anybody could try it out. Exactly. All it takes is one person. One. That's right. Um, but yeah, a lot of people should try that. Try to do something before it. Um, things like that. Anything helps, really. I think that uh, that's you know, in these last several months of watching the news and hearing people's concerns and and hearing stories. Um, to me, it's been a time of listening, and I'm really trying to listen to people's hearts and stories. Um, I haven't been making a lot of social media posts um, just because I feel like I, I want to listen. And, uh, and now that I've been doing some listening, I, uh, thanks to my sister-in-law, I've been writing these cards, and I feel like it's something that I can do and focus my time and energy and now, you know, maybe I can start making some posts to encourage others to do the same. And, uh, and I'm really hoping that people just get out to vote, you know, regardless of what side of the fence 
or whatever you know political slant they have. I just hope that people vote because it's important. Well, I don't know much about it, but I think it's it seems pretty important. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, are, are, how old are you? Are you are you? Ten. You're ten. I was going to say ten. And so you've got what nine years? Is it eighteen or nineteen that you can vote? Eighteen, I believe. Here, eight to get. It's eighteen. Yeah, so you got two more presidential elections before you can. Well, you got yeah. That's pretty amazing. Two thousand twenty-eight is when I can vote. I wonder who will be running for president then. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder too, but that'll be that'll be exciting, you know. It definitely uh, exciting. Yeah, it's a it's an important thing, and uh, I think it ties in nicely with this coronavirus period and. Um, and I think one of my neighbors back in Tucson said that he goes, I imagine after all this is done, that we'll look back at this time and see some of the good, right? I mean, unfortunately, there's been people who have been really sick and some that have passed away. And that's not good. But there will be, you know, there will be this time of looking back and, and thinking, wow, we had all this time together. And, uh, it was really nice that we were able to kind of value each other, whether it was through a phone call or in person. And uh, I thought that was a nice way of looking at it. Definitely. Good reminder. Yeah. Plus, like, when it's over, you can be like, wow, I, I really went through this and made it out. Um, it's an accomplishment. Yep. Maybe that'll be the t-shirt. I survived. I, got I survived this. the coronavirus. I, I know. I mean, and unfortunately, there are those who didn't. So that's, you know, that's the really sad part. Um, do you know anybody who's gotten coronavirus? Um, my uncle's father died of it. Um, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yep. But like everybody has gotten affected by it, but we need to look um, still like um, celebrate the lives, not mourn over them. That is true. That's and you know that's something else that I, what I like about Arizona, and being next to Mexico, which is such a great country, and their culture is amazing, and their food is incredible, and the people there are so sweet and warm. Um, they they look at death in a different way and we don't have to dwell on it or anything but i think that their tradition of dia de los muertos or day of the dead is a really beautiful thing they celebrate the lives of those who have passed and so they you know they'll make certain uh, traditions food celebrations to honor those people and in Tucson, Arizona, since there's a big population of Mexican-Americans, um, they have a big parade or procession that happens every first Sunday, or the, the first Sunday after All Souls Day. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing. And it's become a really big, big procession, like 20,000 or more people in the streets, um, kind of joining together. Some are dressed in sort of like that traditional face paint 
Have you seen the movie Coco? Yes, I have. Yeah. So it's kind of following that, um, that tradition. It's remarkable. I mean, maybe sometime, who knows, maybe you'll, your family will come down to Arizona. You could see something like that, or you'll go to Mexico. Yeah, we've, we've been to Mexico, actually. And, but oh, cool. Not during um, Day of the Dead. But right, yeah. It, that was still Yeah, that's a great movie. I, I really like that film, Coco. We haven't shown it to the girls yet because it has some, some sad elements, and sometimes they get, they get a little sad at, at, those, at those kind of parts of the films. But now that they're a little older, Maybe we can watch it. Yeah, uh, it's a really good movie, I think. Yeah. Um, um, not only does it teach you about a tradition, but it teaches you about a story. And things. I think that, Burke, is why I do what I do. I like the power of story. And I like how a story can really take you somewhere, but it, it can also teach you a lot. And, and that's what I like about you know, story and music and art and dance and I love paintings too. Whenever I go on tour, I try to go to museums and see paintings. Yeah, um, it's definitely something to celebrate rather than mourn over. Um, but yeah, those are all of my personalized questions. And if you're ready, we can go into the ones that I ask everybody. Um, I'm ready. So. What would you have done if you knew coronavirus was coming? That's a good question. What would I have done if I knew it was coming? I probably would have tried to tell people. You know, try to tell my, my friends and families and loved ones. Like, hey, this is really serious. Um, yeah. Um. And, but like, would you, you probably have to tell really close people or your family that it's a coming because like a lot of other people probably wouldn't listen to you. Like they'd just be like, how do you know about this? You'd kind of be a little, they'd kind of be a little, uh, what's going on. Uh, like, right. Um, so again, the power of story and song is a really good one. Um, and that's what I did early on, you know, when I did find out and I was at home, I kind of made up this little song uh, called Flatten the Curve, and I posted it on, on our Instagram page. And I, it was kind of my way of like saying, yes, this is really important. Not to be super serious, but like, hey, let's see what we can do. Because you're right. You know, if you did know and no one else knew, maybe they wouldn't listen to you. And that still is the case six months into the coronavirus. Some people still just don't feel it's that important. So what are you going to do? Yeah, like it's kind of not like you don't know what to feel when you hear that people don't think it's real and they're just think people are making it up. It's kind of angering yet you're kind of just like you can't do anything about it. So right. But what you can do is what you're doing, which is talking about it. And the more people just talk about it in a open-minded, open-hearted, intellectual, smart, funny, personal way, then it just, yeah, this is real. We're, we're not, this is not made up. <laughs> we're not joking around. We're not joking around either. We're serious. 
and and we want to you know give it a lot of heart and thought that's good it's definitely yeah <laughs> it's definitely good to do that um yeah so what would you have done if you had no knowledge of it and somebody came up and told you in a way that was like the end in here sort of thing i did feel that way when i read bill gates uh article i did feel that way when um when i read his article and that kind of made me realize oh okay this is really really serious so we have to i my wife and i we uh we had some discussions after we put the kids to bed and that's when we made our plan yeah it's it's good to plan about this um really just yeah. like talk about what's happening and like kind of processing what's happening yes you have to process it and then we we forwarded a couple of really good articles to um the heads of the school that the kids were going to at the time and they really appreciated that they said thank you we really appreciate your you know sharing this information and we hear you and we're going to listen to it uh and then soon thereafter they they decided, yep, yeah, we're going to close the school. That's the right thing to do. It is. Um, my school actually, um, really, um, they are a very advanced school. Um, and so, like, right as school shut down, it was a half day Friday. Monday, they had everything set up. Boom, boom, boom. It was fast. And um, a lot of, like, my old school, um, I heard that they didn't really have school at all um, and it shut down. Yeah, so. yeah. It's a, it's a tricky thing. And I think the most important thing, Burke, that I've walked away with is that, okay, so really now what's really important is not so much trying to learn as much information from the school curriculum, but really let's just talk. Let's talk about how we're all feeling. How's everybody feeling? Let's try to come together as a community as best as we can, even though we're not physically connected, you know, in person. But, and I think that, um, that that was really helpful, both at the old school the kids went to, and then also at this new school they're going to. And, you know, education will come. You're smart, you're young, you're gonna be fine. Um, What's really important is it making sure families and kids are okay, inside, outside. Um, I really like um, seeing people do, like you said, things to help kids. And no, not kids, but everybody. <laughs> might be sick. Just like, I like seeing musicians um, and a bunch of people, uh, like in the Melodic Caring Project. I like seeing them just, people's day even though the person's really sick things like that yeah yeah because there are those and we i i gotta say i don't really i don't see a lot of coverage on those people that are really sick and um and we know that there are a lot and um there's a lot going on in the news as well so but it's it's good to know that something simple as a uh, sending a card to maybe a senior citizen or or sending a, a message through the internet can really brighten somebody's day. 
that's really important. It's, it's important to bright like during this type of time it's I feel it's very important to um, try to make people feel better, even though they're at a certain stage where they um, mm -hmm. are sick and really need something to make them happy if you like again if yeah understand for that. sure i do i do and i think letting people know that hey i felt that way too and you're not alone i've been blue i've i've been angry i've been sad and that's okay it's okay to feel that way it's okay to be in that stage um mm -hmm. people you can feel sad and angry it doesn't really you can feel any way you want. It does. It's not bad. Not. Yeah. Not bad at all. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're all in this together. We all have that whole wide range of emotions and, and all those thoughts. And so yeah. Um, there are again, you know, there are some people who can't really go outside because they live in a in an area where it's really crowded, and, and it's it's challenging on different levels. So. Uh, yeah it's it's challenging on many levels but uh this is my last question actually um i'm very happy that you answered all of these questions hope there they weren't too many oh, yeah not at all so my last one is um when the pandemic is over what are you looking forward to do to doing the most um being with family and friends being with the community being outdoors together you know whether it's walking on a beach or walking along the river here in boise uh and um playing outdoor concerts would be fun hugging my friends and family yeah, that would be great i look forward to that i definitely do also um yeah. relatives you know um things like that like, mm -hmm. it'll be a happy time seeing a bunch of people that you haven't seen for like so far it's four months or something right yeah 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 it's been a long time yeah i think that's going to be the best thing you know sharing a big birthday cake or sharing a barbecue you know again you know just giving high fives to people seeing people and uh and just seeing, uh, you know, everyone enjoying being close and together, indoors or outdoors. Always. <laughs> and it, it'll happen. It'll just take time. And the scientists, like you said, the ones you mentioned, it's, they're working on it. And that's just something that we remind our girls is that yeah, people are working on it and they're going to they're gonna take the right amount of time to make sure that it's, that it's good. And then we'll help everyone out. Yeah, we can definitely help other people out in this. Um, nice. But, well, thank you for speaking with me, <laughs> Joey. Um, of course. Yeah, I'll it's always good to see remember. you, Yeah, you too. Um, I will always remember when you came to visit me and my family in the hospital when my little brother, Charlie, was born. Um, that, I was totally thinking about that. Um, last night and this morning, I was thinking about, like, how... I think I just ran into your dad randomly. I just happened to be right there. And I was thinking about like, how, how does that happen? How does, how do, how do people's paths cross? And, uh, and I will always remember that too. Your mom, she's so awesome. 
And uh, yeah, you guys, you guys are a great family. I'm glad to see you and see that you're all doing well. Make sure you give everyone big hugs from me. And uh, that's what I do to my kids too. I'm like, you know, we got to do some extra hugs. And so I look forward to that every morning and every night to me is like the best time because then we get to have like morning hugs or just, I don't know, hang out, read stories, be close. And it's a really great way to start and end every day. So it's, it's like every night I really like dinners or it might be my favorite thing. Yeah, for sure. We always appreciate those good dinners too. And we have a nice view from our, from our dining room kitchen. And uh, it's really, it's, it does help, you know, to kind of feel that arc of every day and know that, Hey, we're okay. We're doing okay. We're doing the right thing. Definitely. Um, I was really, really looking forward to um, hanging out at the show in NYC with uh, Iron and Wine and Andrew Bird and Joseph. Um, but yeah. We'll do it again. We, I hopefully you guys will. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, you know, I can't wait to see what you do. Um, you're really you got a lot of talent and you got a lot of heart and you're smart and that's great to see. Um, you know, you're 10. That's such a great age. I remember when I was 10 and I just, I hope that you continue to follow, you know, your dreams and, and do whatever you want. You know, you, you have like the whole world here at your fingertips and, and we need you. We need your talent. So keep up the good work, keep in touch and, have a great dinner tonight. You too. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you have it, everybody. That was me interviewing Joey Burns of Calexico. I really do hope you liked this episode, and we'll check out the rest of them. Check out Joey and Calexico on Spotify, iTunes, or really anywhere where you can get music. I'm your host, Burke Greenfield. And this is Burke's Corona Cast. <laughs> <laughs>